Welcome back to Gals on Topic, your favorite book club, and then some. I'm Sadie. I'm Izzy. And today, for our bonus episode, <laughs> our topic is Terms and Conditions by Lauren Asher, the book that is the bane of Isabel's existence. <laughs> <laughs> I have many questions for the people of TikTok who recommended this. No, and on Goodreads, like I was reading the reviews. Yeah. They were so good and positive. Did I review this? This is a good reminder. If I didn't, I should. I should let the people know the truth. (laughs) The truth. It has like an average of like 4.3 or something. Not after I'm done with it. (laughs) that's out of five and my score that i gave it is lower than that out of 10 i gave it a a 2.5 out of 10 i gave it a four i gave it a four i definitely didn't hate it as much as you it has a 4.2 rating yeah that's crazy it's definitely not that out of five on goodreads it's out out of five that's crazy and twenty thousand reviews i'm the minority Oh my, I have so many questions. Okay, I'm excited to talk about this. (laughs) I've been holding in all my thoughts since we got back. All I know is that you despise it. I despise it. I despise it. I mean, a few chapters in, you were like, you texted me from Hawaii (laughs) and said, I started Terms and Conditions. I'm only a few chapters in, but Sadie, I'm concerned. I was concerned and I was right. (laughs) My concern turned into disgust. (laughs) I'm so sad that our first time veering off of the SJM track was just like absolute garbage. But at least it garnered some strong reactions. That's true. I definitely don't feel as strongly as you. Like I'm I'm definitely just like, yeah, I didn't love it, but I've read worse, honestly. You know what's absolutely disappointing? I just looked up one of the other books I read on vacation that actually was good and has a 3.9 on Goodreads. Dang. That's so disappointing. It's just people just aren't deep, you know? Like you were reading like good books. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not, I don't think, okay, let's just get into it because okay. I want to explain myself and <laughs> okay, I'm antsy. Okay. But first, I guess. We should do our book recap from Vacay. Yes. Yes. Okay. So I um, I read two books on vacation. So I'll go first because mine is obviously quicker. I was um, on, I, my trip was like pretty active. So I didn't get to just like read all day. Both of the books I read, I read in a single day, basically. And that's good for one week vacation. Let's not forget that's a one week vacation. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> um, Both of them so fucking good like so 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 good I can't remember hold on I'm pretty sure okay so I read every summer after Mm. which was a recommendation by Izzy from our beach reads episode she immediately after we recorded that loaned me her copy which again I should have brought that and I should have brought your sweatpants (laughs) But that I still need to give back to you. Oh, God. And I just knocked over the mic. We're just chaotic. Okay. But anyway, so um, I read Every Summer After. And I think, honestly, that book just made me realize that all of the quote-unquote beach reads that I've been reading are just absolute garbage. And it made me, like, 
it was just so good it's it's so good like i feel like i'm being dramatic but i'm just not the writing is just so good like it is a classic beach read it's not like there's some sad moments but it's it doesn't it's not like um like most romance books that i really like i feel like have really sad trauma happen Mm -hmm. and like there is sad stuff but like not really like it's pretty light Mm -hmm. i would say but it it wasn't cheesy it was so well written yeah it really it starts when she's in middle school and then follows her through an adult and like even the chapters when she's in middle school which like we're in our 20s that was a long time ago yeah it just like really puts you back to what it felt like to be a girl in middle school and like kind of feel awkward and like have a crush yeah. on a guy and not really know what it means and like finding yourself and she wrote it so beautifully at the same time though it's an easy read like it's a light read exactly. perfect for the beach but like you're laughing you're smiling you're sad you're reminiscing you're all warm and fuzzy you're all warm and fuzzy like literally cannot put it down because you're rooting for the main characters so much but at the same time like they seem realistic like they don't yeah. seem like these yeah. perfect people or whatever and they like, make mistakes yeah there's just some perfect. like killer quotes yeah like oh my god it's just so good i will re- like anytime anyone needs a book recommendation from now on that's my number one like so, so good. good especially because it's an easy read too yeah um so that one was a 10 out of 10 so we do our ratings on a scale of one to ten goodreads is out of five so it got a five out of five ten out of ten like so good love it um so thank you izzy i'm so glad you liked it <laughs> and then the second book i read was verity <laughs> different vibe so good yep. obviously most people have read it i think we are gonna do a full episode on it right yeah per request we've gotten requests since sadie posted that she read it people want to know what we think about it so yeah I think we should do a full episode on it I'll I'll do a, a reread I read it earlier this year you had two really good books for vacation I know they were so good I stayed up to like 2 a.m with both of them finishing them and um I put out a poll when I put out the um my book rating of it so I gave it a nine out of ten mm-hmm. and um five out of five on goodreads and I uh put out a poll and turns out like I put out a poll about what we think the ending means or right. what you can interpret the, the ending is. different ways if you yeah. read it yeah and Izzy and I are on two different sides which is why the debate has to be had it has to there will be an episode yeah <laughs> <laughs> and I just want to say the five scale rating system on Goodreads is not sufficient I need yeah. the 10 scale I need to be able to rate in halves yeah yeah because a book that I I just have a really hard time rating anything a perfect score. I don't know why. I just, mm-hmm. the, just in case I there's uh, something better and then I'm like regret rating something a perfect score. I, there always just needs to be a little bit of room for improvement. So, but then I, a four out of five seems too low. It's an 80%. And sometimes like an, it's an yeah. A plus book, but it's not a hundred percent. Yeah, I need like a 90 I to 100% I scale. That's why Verity was a 9 out of 10, but on Goodreads, I gave it a 5 out of 5. Exactly. Because like if you're 8 or above, you're just going to get a 5 out of 5 on Goodreads. But yeah, I totally agree. Like, and they don't you let need... you do even 4.5, 3.5. It's literally 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and that's not enough options. <laughs> I know. Totally. Totally. Um, yeah. So two amazing reads on vacay. And then Terms and Conditions, which I gave a 4 out of 10. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Sadie. 
<laughs> really glad that you read those two books because I'm very passionate about both of them. <laughs> I'm so excited for your list because you said I direct quote. Well, not direct quote because I don't remember the exact words, but <laughs> I quote uh, that you just read like book after book after book that was just so good, so good. And then you had to, now I direct quote, pick up this trash. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll, let me walk through my week. Yeah. So I I was gone for 10 days and I had two very long flights. Um, it was like 15 hour travel days both times. So I read, I basically read one book just on the plane, which was The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. Oh, yeah. That's another one that obviously a lot of people have read. I feel like we're both in this really exciting period where we obviously love to read and like there's books that I've really liked in the past and like I've read a lot, but it's, but I do feel like I haven't ever been on like the frontier of like discovering new books. And like, definitely I'm in a period of my life now where I'm actively seeking book recommendations and reading a lot more. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of really good books I know have been popular for the last few years I, that I'm are in my queue. What's popular. Yeah. That are in my queue. Like I've heard of seven husbands. I'd heard of Verity, but I'd never, I don't know. I've never been on the trends for reading. Right. For some reason, that's just, I've always just been like, eh. like the, that kind of genre. I just, I don't know. It has never like been top of mind, but now like discovering it and like knowing all these really popular books and like getting to read them and experience them for the first time and realizing why they're so popular. Yeah. You're just like, whoa, like yeah. just loving, loving all of the books that I've been reading minus this one. Um, <laughs> So anyway, I read Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo mainly on the plane and I finished it my first day there. So good. And just based on the title and the bare minimum of what I knew about it, I had one set of expectations and the book, oh my God, just went a totally different direction. It surprised me consistently throughout that last 50 pages were freaking crazy and I couldn't stop thinking about it for days. Oh, wow. So can't wait to read. It's being made into a movie. I think they actually just released like director and stuff today. Um, So I can't recommend it enough. Honestly, I mean, I know that's not a hot take. People love it. And so did I. So (laughs) I gave it a nine out of ten. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that was my first book. My second book was. Oh, I didn't put it on our story. I'm realizing I'll have to Evelyn do that. Hugo? No, no, my second book I didn't put in our story. Oh. The second, I thought I did. I definitely posted about it. I just forgot to put it in our highlight reel was mm. um, Emily Henry, People We Meet on Vacation. Oh. Yeah. I think you did actually post that on our story. I I'll posted it. it. I just forgot to save it to our highlight book reviews because oh. I'm looking at it now to remember what I scored everything. Um, also really, really good. It's another one. That is similar structure to Every Summer After, where it takes you through like two people who are kind of growing up together through like end of high school, through college, through after college, but then also parallel pathing that with their story from present day. And there's clearly like a rift. Oh, um, and it's a really good summer read because the premise is like these two people take a trip together every year. And so every chapter, it's like they're in Florida, they're in California, oh. they're in uh, Canada, they're in New York, like Croatia. So it's like 
you will not only get the story, you get to like feel like you're traveling and yeah. get the beautiful scenery. So I really liked it. Um, I'm glad you liked it because my my cousin is reading a book by her. I don't happy think, place. Yes, that's her new one for this summer. She doesn't like it. Oh really? Yeah, that's a bummer. I'm on hold for that at the library, and I'm number like four hundred in line. Oh my god! Literally, literally. I'm maybe never it's it. not happy place. It's one of her books because I had just maybe it's beach reads. Oh. It's one of them. And she was like, everyone loves it, but I'm just like not into it. And I don't know why. She was like, it's fine. So, but I'm glad to hear that you like love this one. I did. And I remember I tried to start it last summer and the first chapter just didn't pull me in. And I had so many good books at the time with me that I just kind of switched over to a different one, which I don't know why I did that. But um, I really liked it. I don't think the ending... I needed a, just a little bit more of a different ending or like a little bit more after the buildup that was the whole book. So I think I gave it an 8.5 out of 10 or an 8 out of 10, but still very it, it high. 7.5. Oh, okay. 7.5 out of 10. <laughs> okay. A little more at the end. 7.5 out of 10. I will stick by my original rating. That was fresh after I finished it. Right. So then, you know, I'm a few days into vacation. I've read two really great books and then I pick up Terms and Conditions. <laughs> And I was just like, it was like a shock <laughs> of how bad it was oh compared, my God. compared to the other two. And then Sadie and I were originally going to read ah, just half and we're doing an episode on the first half because it's a long book. So I read the first half, like forced my way through it. And then I picked up my fourth book, which was The Nightingale by Kristen Hanna. One of the best books I've ever read. Definitely in my top five. It was incredible. It was incredible. My mom said the same thing. Your she mom and your brother both too. DM'd me about it. <laughs> and they both were like, it's incredible. And I was like, I know. Another one that I, I'm still thinking about it. Like, it was so beautiful. It was so well written. It was so sad. But like, oh my gosh, it was so good. It's set in World War II following two the lives of two sisters who are just like French civilians mm-hmm. in Nazi occupied France. It's also being made into a movie with um Elle Fanning and Dakota Fanning as the two sisters. Oh wow. Yeah. That's so, gonna be awesome. That one is a nine point five out of ten, which is my highest score to date. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's crazy. It was so good. It was so good. I took it from my I raided my mom's library when I was home and I took like five books that one I feel like and that was one of them yeah. prioritized but it's really long and it is it's not an easy read it's like yeah a, I'm I I bought like 10 beach reads yeah. after our episode so I gotta get through those yeah, yeah. um there was no reason for me to take all those books from my mom's so. <laughs> um so yeah I'm gonna read the beach reads first but nice yeah. nice fall read probably so then I finished the nightingale which was one of the again one of the best books that I've ever read in my entire life. And then Sadie and I decide we want to read the whole Terms and Conditions because we don't think there's enough to split into two episodes. So I picked Terms and Conditions to back up after reading <laughs> the best amazing, book of your whole the best life. book of my whole life. And I had to finish it. And I was so angry that I was reading it. You are so dramatic. <laughs> I know. But it was like I was on like this awesome trip reading these amazing books every day. And then like the one thorn in my side was this book. Oh, my God. You're like, I'm in Hawaii reading these amazing books. 
yeah. you are oh my god yeah so so then I finished terms and conditions on my last day there and then on the flight home which was a really long travel day I read um the perfect couple which also I think is pretty popular I think um, I bought that one too that one's Ellen Hildebrand yeah and that one was really good too like, could not put it down. It's somewhat of a murder mystery, I guess. Oh, really? Yeah. But, hmm. yeah, the premise is, like, the perfect couple, but no one's really perfect. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Gotcha. Yeah. Ellen Hildebrand. I gave it an 8 out of 10. Um, I'm excited to read more from her. I have another book in from her in the queue. So those are my review. Those are my reviews. I recommend all of them very highly. Now Even Terms and terms. Conditions. No, <laughs> not Terms and Conditions. But let's talk about it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Okay, so I don't even know how to do this, how to lead the way. I'm just going to I'm just going to start. Okay. Yeah, Sadie <laughs> and I are switching roles today. Yeah. She's summarizing. So I have nervous. all my notes. <laughs> don't be I'm nervous. So nervous. <laughs> but also it's like I just there's just no we can't spend I I'm more interested in your thoughts than like what actually happened in the book yeah so. well like we're not yeah, yeah. not doing an in-depth summary by any means um no. we're just kind of going to talk about the premise and kind of go through it at like a high level and talk about what we were what our reactions were and i'll explain my very dramatic responses to, <laughs> so far okay so basically the book is structured where it flips between two characters, mm-hmm. Iris and Declan. Yes. And I'm just going to go ahead and put it out there that as I was reading, I knew it was Declan. But as I was reading, I was just saying Declan. <laughs> so if I accidentally <laughs> say that, just <laughs> just Declan. let it go. I know it's Declan. I know that's a name. But when you're reading, you just say it a different Declan. way. <laughs> that's so Declan. funny. Okay. Um, okay, so we, the book starts where we're just kind of like dropped in chaos where uh, in a few minutes, uh, Declan is supposed to announce his engagement to this lady, Bethany, um, but she has stormed out and she's out. She is not signing a, the contract, whatever that is, and they need, they they don't know what to do because we learn right off the bat that in order for Declan to get his billions and billions of dollars in inherit inherit inheritance from his father from his grandfather excuse me to be and become CEO he has to get married and have a family yeah initially I wrote has he not met the bride what is going on and then I said okay I read one page further yes that's what's going on (laughs) (laughs) and then I wrote I've never watched succession but I feel like this is very succession oh okay yeah I haven't watched either kids need to take over the family business but it's like very messy because they're all unqualified or like have problems or whatever I don't know yeah I don't know anything about succession except that yeah yeah I might just kind of like ramble off the premise here. So basically we, we learn this pretty quickly, but so there's this in his will, the inheritance is tied to him getting married and, um, having children. Um, so Iris is his assistant. Yeah. And so she has set up this whole very flashy engagement party and has, worked really hard to find someone who will agree to marry him 
for millions of dollars Mm -hmm. and just for three years there's a whole contract whatever but he is just such a miserable prick that it's impossible to find anyone and (laughs) i've never heard you say that word before (laughs) i don't know if i've used it um (laughs) felt right um so it's impossible to find anyone and also why bethany who she did find storms out and refuses to marry him yes and then i think this is like we're on page like four or five maybe and iris the assistant is just like okay i'll do it yeah it's very quick that she just jumps in and volunteers to save the day we don't know literally anything about either one of them and then she's like i'll do it and she doesn't even, didn't even hesitate and i just yeah. needed more context before yeah. i can buy into this type of trope like the fake dating fake relationship trope i think is one of the more like not believable tropes yeah. i'm fine with it like um it's just not realistic like no one actually really does that exactly so good examples of it are the proposal with sandra yep. bullock mm-hmm. and why am i blanking on the name to all the boys i loved before oh i don't think i've ever watched that <laughs> it's oh. not a show it's a movie right no it's a show it's three se- it's three seasons oh uh, wait no maybe it's three movies i think it's three movies oh my god sadie it's so good okay i might have watched the first one were they fake dating yeah so that's a that's an example of when it's done well like before they start fake dating they explain why it's necessary in this uh, you know crazy situation which i guess they're trying to do with the will here but I was like, why is she just volunteering with this? Like, she's a little bit too okay with just stepping in. You know what I mean? Like, she didn't even hesitate. Yeah, I kind of have a problem with that the entire book of, like, part of the contract is, like, she literally has to have a baby. That's my next note. Because, (laughs) like, so we're like four pages into this book, literally, and she's just, we're just like, okay, there's a fake engagement. There's going to be a fake wedding. She's just volunteering we don't know anything about her she's volunteering to do this and then the next page it's like she's like i can't i'm like gonna have his child and i'm like you have to have a baby with him as part of the contract and you just didn't, didn't even hesitate that's crazy yeah that's crazy <laughs> that's so crazy and then also i wrote i don't really like that this book is even loosely about like business because it doesn't help me relax <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> vacation that's a minor one that no, one i can get over true. but I think it's just one of those things where I like to use the term suspension of disbelief. Um, Like you kind of have to do that when you watch theater or something like you obviously see them like it's a term used there where it's like you see people moving around sets, but you kind of like you turn a blind eye suspension of disbelief and still like believe the story and follow it or whatever. Yeah. You shouldn't have to really do that in a book, Mm -mm. Um, especially one that's like not fantasy. Yeah. But um. But yeah, I thought that was like a little, a little aggressive. Um, Yeah. But we also learned pretty early on that Declan, Declan's father, (laughs) um, there's three books in this trilogy. They can be read on their own and it follows each one of the brothers and their love story, basically. And they're all part of this company called dreamland which is basically disney world it's just disney it is um everything about it is like it's disney world so and then his grandfather is is walt disney basically yeah um but they're based out of chicago (laughs) yeah they're based out of well i think that the 
the park, park is still is, in is Disney, still in, but yeah. this book takes place in Chicago. Yeah. Um, so the father is and Declan are enemies. Yeah. The father uh, is currently the CEO. Right. And, and Declan, Declan is positioned to take o- take over that position should he get married, get his inheritance, have a baby, whatever. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, also, a plan that is going on is he's trying to open a dreamland tokyo (laughs) yeah um (laughs) and just to kind of like prove like a big transaction to take the lead of big project to take the lead of um a big deal that would really push him over the edge to in the board's eyes to make him ceo yes yes um so one would think, given this predicament, that Declan would be grateful for his assistant to want to step in at the fifth, uh, at the ninth hour, eleventh hour. Why did I say ninth hour? <laughs> at, at any the, hour, he should at, be grateful. At any hour, he should be grateful. <laughs> but um, still, and like this again is still like on page like five. She volunteers. He's like, no, like i don't want you blah 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 and it's like wh- why are you protesting like you need a wife apparently and you were fine to go along with this stupid plan your assistant is randomly stepping in and he's like being all mean to her but she's like no still i'm I, like i'm still gonna do it and then i wrote i don't she's see like my... we're friends and he's like i don't have friends that's literally what i was oh, about sorry. to say no we're you. so we're so in sync i wrote down the quote he goes I want the word friends to be erased from the, from the dictionary. I don't have them. I don't want them. <laughs> okay. So they, they're also like, it's the, it's also like the dark and gloomy man versus the, the bright and light woman. Like that's another quote unquote trope that's playing out here. Yes. I think she went a little too hard with how miserable he is. And dramatic he is. Her too, though. Yeah. Her oh, too, both though. of them. Yeah. But they, they just like, he says mean things. Yeah. Like very mean. And it's just like random. So I'm, I'm, I'm like, why are they friends? Like, why is she doing this without a hesitation to this robot man who's just <laughs> really rude? Because and also, also, it starts being this way from the get go. Like books shouldn't have dramatic lines every single chapter especially from the beginning like i wrote down the note we're only on page 18 and we're getting lines like every look every touch every single kiss is nothing dot 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 but a lie page 18 yeah page 18 (laughs) (laughs) and then my next note is i'm so mad i now own this book almost as dramatic as them um (laughs) but i i totally agree i totally agree um it is so dramatic like i was like every time they laugh they're not just like they laugh they throw their head back in laughter they're dying like it's crazy and i also just want to say the writing style the book is literally just dialogue like it just goes from what he says to she said to what he says to she and then there's like a few other characters dispersed there's no other writing in here it's just dialogue (laughs) it's like if you're reading like a play okay so they announce then that they're engaged at the engagement party so like nobody knew who he was engaged to until the party anyway yeah um 
And then Declan also announces that they will be married at the end of the month, which is in two weeks. Mm -hmm. And Iris is like, what the fuck? And then his dad immediately goes up to Iris, assuming that this is a fake marriage and tries to offer her money to call it off. Yeah. The dad is like a Bart Bass situation. Yeah, totally. That's exactly what it's like. Um, The only thing... That's another thing that I felt like was very weird is one, she was like so okay with being married to him for three years, but then also so okay with having a single child. But then also he, they negotiate and he's going to pay her $300 million. And she doesn't even think about the money. She doesn't at all. Like she loves to talk about like how her mother struggled and they live in this apartment, blah, blah, blah. And like, why doesn't she like I would immediately like if I did do this, I immediately be like, mom, you're getting a house like my parents need a house. Like, you know what I mean? Like, she, yeah, she doesn't. She doesn't. It doesn't like. And I think that's supposed to be like a positive character trait for her. But it's just unrealistic. It's like, so unrealistic. She needs to that's think like point. there's no scene where she's thinking of like, holy shit, I'm literally a millionaire now. Billionaire. Yeah. Yeah. At one point, okay, we'll we'll get to it later. Well, like he's, yeah, it's just crazy. But anyway, so yeah, um, let me see. We can kind of scroll through some of this stuff. I wrote on page twenty-eight because they do this engagement party, like wraps up pretty fast, and then they just like go, like leave together. I think they go home to his house or something. I but then they start like fighting because as you're switching chapters between the two perspectives you see that they're both already attracted to each other and like like each other internally which again is way too soon i was like oh they just already like each other like there's no build-up to that like they just yeah. both are like oh, i like her i can't damn like it's just like <laughs> anyway so but also like why can't you You're yeah literally her. <laughs> literally literally so oh i do want to clarify though iris's justification for jumping in is that she's been working for declan for two years like every hour every waking hour working on this dreamland tokyo project you know helping him get to ceo and so she feels personally invested yeah um still crazy to like like have some work-life balance my friend but yeah um yeah but anyway what were you saying before i cut you off oh like they already are somewhat admitting they admit their feelings to each other kind of early on like uh, like on page 20 each other not to each other but they kind of say things like on page 28 she says to him there's only one person playing with my feelings and i'm staring straight at him she says that to him on page 28 damn yeah so it's just like it's a very obvious situation from so early on and then that it just takes it's just dragged out for 400 pages it feels like you know what i mean like this is a book that's just about two people who have sexual tension and they has a slow burn. So that's like, that's, that's it. Yeah. 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 But for me, a slow burn needs like the build. Like right. we just got dropped into it. There's no build. There's no build. Like a slow burn is a build. It's not yeah. really a slow burn. It's like the same for, 400 pages something happens exactly exactly yeah exactly um so we can kind of like blow through this they now she's stressed she has two weeks to plan a wedding she doesn't let her family in on the secret so her mom 
and grandmother think that they think they think that this wedding is real. Um, I thought that was crazy. Yeah. I wrote, why is she telling her parents about this marriage? Like it's real. She's nuts. She's, she's, she pitches it. Like she's so close with her mom. She's so close with her grandma. They live together. They've been through so much, but then I'm like, then why are you just lying to them so easily about this? Tell yeah. them I'm getting paid $300 million to be married for three years. I'm going to have a child heads up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but he comes over for dinner with them. Um, and it seems like it goes pretty well. He like yeah. quote unquote plays the part well. Except we get information also that she's broken up with every man she's ever been with because it's gotten too serious. And I was like, well, that, so she's just jumping into a fake marriage and is just having a baby and she's just fine with that. What? She's never thought about having children. Doesn't, doesn't want things to get too serious and she's just going to have a baby. Well, I think the reason she likes it is because it's, it's like, not yeah. real. No, yeah, it makes sense. I mean, it doesn't, but that's the logic that they present <laughs> yeah. to us. Yeah. Um, yeah. So she plans the wedding um, and he demands like, af- like basically right after they announce their engagement that she needs to move in immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, she's not expected to sleep in the same bed as him. So he has like a formal bedroom that you can enter through his closet, I believe creepy um he also so, has a button under his desk oh my god i forgot about that <laughs> literally a button doors. under his desk to lock the doors <laughs> i was like that happened in real life when the man was a sexual predator <laughs> you know that story right no like matt lauer whatever from the from the today show or good morning america whichever no. one when he got outed during the me too movement he had a button under his desk and that's how he was assaulting women oh my god literally it was huge like that's I so I read this and I was like what and that's supposed to be that's supposed to be like like cool (laughs) yeah that's yeah that's weird yeah so during this during these first few chapters also there's another character Cal who's Declan's brother yeah I assume that's who the third book is about right and he's Iris's very best friend and at first I thought I was shipping her and Cal. Me I was too. like, oh, I was I, like, I was like, oh, they're gonna get together, and that's like the one piece of interest that I had was like, oh, she's gonna be in this fake marriage, but she's gonna get with the brother. Yes, that would have been nice. a great plot. That would have been a great plot. <laughs> I wrote the same. The path is so thing. easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I wrote the same thing. I was like, oh, but wouldn't it be fun if it if she ended up with Cal? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was like, no way. Like, there's not, and this there was not anything redeeming about Declan. Like, you pretty. Soon after this, I realized, oh, they're really just going to try and make them work. But it's like, I just don't care about this man <laughs> or this woman at all. Yeah. So, I mean, they do. Okay. So leading up to the wedding, there are a couple of good moments. Like the dinner with her mom goes really well. Mm-hmm. Um, he's very sweet to them. He... um they spend the day watching F1, <laughs> drinking mimosas. Sounds, that sounds nice. Yeah, they have a great time doing that. Um, let me see. What else do we have? Um, <laughs> um, one thing that I just found extremely humorous. Um, this was chapter seven. My notes for chapter seven were, one, I hate this book. <laughs> Two, his middle name is Lancelot. I give up. <laughs> 
His name is Declan Lancelot. Whatever his last name is. Kane. Declan Lancelot Kane. Can that be the title of this episode? Lancelot Kane. Is he crying? Yeah. Oh my god. Okay, because fucking Feyre is such a great name. <laughs> it's just like again, this is this is not supposed to be. This is supposed to be like a normal book. Like it's yeah. supposed to be. Yeah. I, I mean, obviously, there's weird names in other books, but it's just the fact that his name is Lancelot. Lancelot. So stupid. <laughs> okay. Continue. Um. Okay. So. Um. I put. I told myself this was early on when I thought I was going to be a little bit more detailed. I told myself to read certain pages, but I really just don't think that's <laughs> worth it. Um, so basically, they have their rehearsal dinner. Um, they have a couple sweet moments there. The father, Seth Kane, offers her money again to leave, um, and Declan is like really stressed out. He's like starting to panic, and so he offers iris another hundred million to just go to vegas right then to get married yeah she <laughs> says no she says so no. stupid. she didn't think about it i know and then um the next day is the wedding day and it's kind of really it's it there's kind of a sad moment when the mom is you know talking to her and giving her words of wisdom and I guess Iris and her father's relationship was really bad. It sounds like he emotionally and maybe even physically abused uh, Iris's mom. And so they ended up leaving him and they lived with their grandmother. And so she offers just some that she's just so happy that she opened her heart to someone um, despite all of that. And it was just that that moment was sad for me. because I was like, why are you lying to her? Yeah. Um, yeah. But then, so then they get married. She walks down the aisle and they have their first kiss, obviously. It seems like at first he tries to just kind of like shield her from the crowd and just kind of like kiss the corner of her mouth, like kind of her cheek. But then she like calls him out on his shit. She's like, this is the worst kiss of my life. And then he really just like goes all in. They they back. Yeah. One other thing about the writing style that I want to say really irked me is that they mix like the real dialogue with the internal dialogue. Mm-hmm. So that makes it even more just dialogue. Yeah. Like it'll be like Iris saying to Declan, like you can't use me like this. And then internally it's like in italics. Yes, you can. And then like, and then, like, and then it's like that for like a whole page. It's yeah, like, she's yeah, having yeah. a conversation with herself the same time she's having a conversation with him. And I don't like that. Um, the wedding here. I'll read my notes. Okay. Number one, I'm such a Debbie Downer. Number one, this book feels like a mistake. Number two, I get that the premise is a slow build and I'm guessing the second half is pure sex. I like a good steamy read as much as the next girl, but this build is just not doing it for me. The author just wanted to write a sexy book, but it did not succeed because these characters don't make sense at all. And for smut to be good, I need to be invested in the people. And then there's a point during the wedding or right after the wedding where in Declan's like internal dialogue he just like starts swearing in French like it's like he's internally like merde which means like shit in French 
but I was like, why is he now speaking French to himself? Which like later uh, on, learn. it's like yeah. later in the moment, I was like, that's so random. <laughs> I wrote, why is this book so random? Is he French? Does he speak French? Why did she just throw in a random word in a different language? I'm laughing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then we the also need- I might need to lead the recaps better be- more and more because <laughs> you're so much better at the reactions. This is hilarious. It's only because I'm I was so you so passionate passionately hate it. This one. Um we also though meet his younger brother or old- yeah, younger brother. Yeah. Uh Rowan, who I'm guessing the first book is yeah, about. Yeah, cuz he Zara. meets Sarah. Yeah. yeah. So there's one. another couple that's like kind of introduced throughout the book i really didn't feel like you needed to read that one to know what was going on in this one maybe you read the first one and this one you know makes a lot of sense i don't know yeah i don't <laughs> think so <laughs> it said it specifically said you don't have to read the others yeah um, they were barely in. but yeah it was very obvious that obviously the story like they like declan is very this was not like a really necessary plot point. It was definitely just to like have the books connect. Like I like I liked Cal, I guess, but like he wasn't a necessary character. I think he was just there to connect to the third book. And then same with Rowan and Zara, Z- Zara, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, she like they're they didn't need to be in this book. Like the whole plot point with him was that he just he chose living in dreamland with her in the first book, I guess. And Declan is mad that he like abandoned quote unquote the company. Yeah. And, um, and so there's like, you know, that's an underlying, it's barely in it and they resolve it at the end, I guess. But, um, so that's like how they've kind of connected the books, Yeah, but it's definitely not like required. Yeah. You know what I also think would make the book more interesting is if we didn't have both POVs, like knowing what both of them are thinking constantly is so irritating because they both like each other from page one, (laughs) but then they don't, they act so inconsistently with their thoughts, but we have so much internal dialogue that's just like parallel with dialogue that doesn't match up with what they're thinking it's just frustrating yeah I think you also needed more of an intro to understand why it's so bad that they would be together yeah yeah like I really don't get that part yeah Um, like chapter 15 once we know how attracted Declan is to Iris he's still saying that stupid line again every touch every kiss is a lie remember that please please okay i do have one thing i have to say so after the wedding Mm -hmm. or at the wedding they all get kind of drunk so the brothers and zara are like the only ones that know that this is a a sham wedding Mm -hmm. um so iris sorry and the dad but he's only skeptical yeah no one's confirmed or denied yeah well they deny well they don't even actually deny they just say like yeah yeah whatever um but so they all get really drunk except declan um and he ends up like scooping Iris up when he wants to leave because she won't leave. She wants to like hang her out with them and drink. And he like scoops her up and carries her out like a baby. And like and I think she says something about like you'd have to drag me out of here or something. And it really just reminded me of that story of you and Connor. What story? <laughs> after after our work christmas party (laughs) (laughs) when we went out and izzy's 
feet were killing her and she couldn't walk in her heels any longer and they wanted to go wanted to go get pizza or something yeah we were walking to the next bar and i was like not making a make it <laughs> <laughs> and izzy just point blank looks at connor and says you either carry me like a baby or not at all <laughs> yeah. oh because you couldn't get on his back so, yeah no he was trying to he was trying to carry me, but he was trying to lift me onto his back. And I was wearing a short dress. I was like, are you insane? I'm going to flash everyone. And in my drunken state, I was like, you can carry me like a baby or you can't carry me at all. <laughs> <laughs> that line is so iconic. Iconic. And he carried you like a baby. He did. He did. <laughs> Shout out, Connor. I actually had to text him today um, because in the episode coming out tomorrow. Is it coming out tomorrow? Yeah, um, I put him on blast in the podcast for not oh, guessing no. the riddle. Oh, and I just have to warn him. But I told him at some point he can come on to redeem himself. Okay, let the people know. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, I thought it was fine. I don't think it's anything bad. I no, it wasn't bad. Um, or I would have taken it out. But I just know he's going to be annoyed that I tell people he got the riddle wrong. <laughs> um, yeah, that's hilarious. And I judge when people don't get it. Yeah. Although it does make me happy because it was like a moment in that book where I was like, oh, it was really predictable. So then when people say like, I don't like this is okay. I'm sorry. I'm talking about Akatar, but like I, I obviously didn't write Akatar, but I feel some ownership over it (laughs) because of the pod. So I like take it personally. Like I'm like, and when they say they didn't guess the riddle, I'm like, yes. As if I wrote it. (laughs) (laughs) I think I might feel the same way. That's a really good way to put it. Like, I think when we were were first starting, I was like, anytime I felt like you were going to say something bad about it, I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. But then I was like, she's allowed to not like it. I didn't freaking write the book. I know. And (laughs) now because we had the podcast, like so many people we know, like picked up the book and are reading it. And then I'm like. It's like when you tell someone your favorite song yeah. and you play it for them and you're like, fuck, what they if they don't like, like it? it. Yeah. 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 So anyway, don't know how we got there. Um, Should we skip ahead to the honeymoon? Yes. That's where I was going next. Perfect. Um, So they weren't going to do a honeymoon, but then Declan went and got coffee or something with his dad and he asked when the honeymoon was and Declan was like, oh, this Friday. So they went on a honeymoon <laughs> and I um, was... <clears throat> They went on a honeymoon to South Africa. One thing about me, I've always wanted to honeymoon in South Africa. No way. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yes. So did this win you over a little bit? So I said, this will either ruin my desire to honeymoon there or make it even stronger. And then they didn't even talk about South Africa. I was like, the one thing that you could have pulled me in with some interest at this point was like talking about the safari. Yeah. No. Um, I did write, I'm 10% more interested in the book now. Also, why did they go on so many safaris? Do you just go on safaris day in and day out? She was like, we've been on so many safaris and I still haven't seen a job. I don't think this writer has ever been to South Africa <laughs> is what I told I just away. imagine you go on like one or two. There's other things to do. Yeah. Um, we also learned that she's 23 years old. Oh, in I this did not chapter. I wrote this down. She's supposed to be 23. Oh, um, and then I wrote, my next note was my interest level has gone back down because he made her make a PowerPoint instead of going on safari. <laughs> he did. He did. So yeah. while they're there in South Africa, she's very excited because apparently she's never had a vacation in her two years working there. Yeah. And, um, so she's very excited just to have a day off, 
But then the Mr. Yakura or whatever his name is, who's the person he is trying to make a deal with to make um, Dreamland Tokyo happen, calls with updates to the proposal that he wants. And so he's like, Iris, back to work. Get on it. Task after task. They're working, working, working. They fight. You never let me have a vacation. I'm miserable. This sucks. Okay, fine. You have the day off. Let's go on a safari tomorrow. It's basically what happens. Yeah. Um, so they go on a safari. He says, or she says, I really want to see a leopard. Yeah. And he says, I really want to see an elephant. And she's like, really? An elephant? He's like, my mom liked elephants. And his mom had passed away from cancer. So it was a yes. sentimental moment. Yes. So she's like super. Okay. So when the guy calls, and this is corporate me talking, mm-hmm. client serving talking. When this guy calls, Mr. he wants. Yakura or whatever. Yakura whatever. He wants these updates because he wants to present it to his board that Friday, which is like in four days or three days or something. And Iris is pissed, obviously. And Declan like feels bad because like, I don't know what you fucking expect. Like, like I got to get this done. This is the biggest deal of my life. And like, I, this is like the one time where I kind of side with Declan. Like me too. You've been working on this deal for two years, like, or a year, whatever it was. And he wants to, he wants to, give it to the board on friday like yeah you're stopping your vacation you're getting that i also don't think this writer knows anything about business <laughs> she does we'll get to i have there's a really funny line later that i can't wait to get to but um yeah it's like a not believable also that iris who worked so hard for two years blah blah, blah the second she's now his wife only in name only now she's like you won't spend time with me blah 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 it's like well he's he's busy yeah (laughs) yeah yeah it is like she all it's almost like when he married her which this statement's gonna sound weird but when he married her she all of a sudden expected everything to change when like you were fully aware that this was just a contract right you know but then she really flip-flops back and forth of being like I can't believe he's not prioritizing me. Oh, I really want to help him with this deal. I can't believe he's not prioritizing me. It's just like, yeah, she flips back and forth of like, of course I care about this. I've been, I've been just as much invested in it as you. And then to be like, I want my day off, blah, 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 like whatever. And then she's like back to why is he looking at me like that? Oh, I wish he'd look at me like that. Like, it's just a lot. Yes. Um, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Um, so Hold on. Where was I now? The next note I had was them getting back from the honeymoon and them having the confrontation with the dad. Well, they do have the moment where in on the honeymoon where she's like pissed or they take the day off and after they get the presentation to Tokyo and she basically just there's it's pouring rain so they can't go on a safari so she watches tv all day falls asleep and Declan's in the shower and he sees a leopard outside and he runs out really quick to get her so that she can see and they sit there and watch it for hours yes i like that part sweet okay proud of you for admitting that (laughs) (laughs) okay yeah so let's see we also learn this is kind of a random fact but it's Supposed they're starting to build redeeming qualities into clan. Declan. <laughs> I knew it was gonna happen. I knew it was gonna happen. Declan Lancelot Kane. 
Declan. That's why I put out the warning. Declan. They're trying to pull out redeeming qualities in Declan. We also, But we learned that he is the sponsor for several kids to get prosthetics. So he's he's a, you know, philanthropic. It's un, it's there's no plot built off of that, but just yeah. so you know. No, this is this is what I was going to say about the parent thing too. They throw in these random things to try and make it like endearing and like more of a plot. Like and I almost feel, I mean I feel bad saying this might sound bad, but Declan's father was abusive to him. And Iris's father was abusive to her mother and they like bond over that. But the way it's just like thrown in there randomly, it's just, you just know it was just thrown there randomly to give these people something in common. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, Declan has a heart. He don't, he works with kids. It's never talked about again and it's not important clearly because it's never, he never once does it in the book while we read about it. Right. So like, and the fact that the, both the fathers like were abusive it's like that's a very important issue okay i'll like let me read about that okay well yeah. it's one sentence each time and then it's just like blown away yeah like, it's, it's just like, like throw away in. throw away ideas yeah. that are half baked yeah that are just that's so true dropped in yeah it's so true um okay so they go back okay wait, wait, wait i might we might have to cut this out okay but i thought i found a grammar error oh show me and i i was like these i don't know maybe i'm wrong maybe i just don't know english it's quite possible like i don't know why i think i'm like the grammar police but i, I said you're I an auditor you are looking at everything with the fine tooth comb um okay let me read this out loud because i was also like reading it in my head so i'm hit with a burning desire to erase the first amendment from american history to prevent this from every happening again instead of ever happening again and what is that sentence i know (laughs) what is that sentence that is like such a clear description of this whole book yeah but but every happening again instead of ever happening again that is a typo yep that's a typo good job sadie thank you what page number okay i'm glad we don't have to cut that out because i'm not embarrassed i was right what page number Mm, 214 214 very top anyway (laughs) <laughs> we maybe afterwards we should do a dramatic reading of one page just so we can like give the people a feel yeah that's a great idea <laughs> i have some pages written down that i like i didn't honestly it was like i didn't feel like explain typing what happened. <laughs> yeah 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 but anyway so um um okay so on the flight home they realize well iris hears from her mom but on the flight home declan Declan realizes that there's all these articles that have been leaked saying that their marriage is phony. Iris is a hoe and a gold digger and all these horrible things. But the comments, the comments are just so bad. Um, They (laughs) can't stand to read what they're saying about her. (laughs) So they're really bad. Um, Declan is very upset. He knows his father's behind it. But Iris is like, no worries. I've got a plan. When we get back, we're going to change the narrative. Um, So I think before their first. So her plan is to go on fake dates Mm -hmm. and pretend that they're madly in love. Mm -hmm. Um, Was that. I can't. Let me read my notes. I can't remember if that was before or after the meetup with the dad. (laughs) wait i'm dying chapter 15 um so this was like 
back with after the wedding but i literally wrote goes to lunch with his father where they just basically talk about whose dick is bigger (laughs) yeah 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 when they do meet up with the dad later also um i think it's before the i think that is before the first date but the dad says the line tell your bitch to heal dude that was so crazy what no one talks like that and then she punches him in the face and breaks her finger and that's why psa ladies you never punch someone in the face (laughs) you karate chop them in the neck oh my (laughs) god that's what i learned in (laughs) (laughs) self-defense i was not expecting that i was literally about to say like among other reasons why you don't punch someone in the face and you're like oh no karate chop if you not in this situation i mean he was just being so yeah maybe not violence here but if you ever get attacked by someone you don't punch them in the face you karate chop them in the neck because if you punch them in the face you're more likely to hurt yourself is what i learned oh yeah i can do that yeah um, well, what what causes that <laughs> is the the father shows up at the house and basically offers Iris money to make herself infertile. And yeah. Did you pick up on that? It was inf- to make her infertile? Like not be able to have children. Yeah. I didn't. I guess I didn't pick up on that. Oh, Holy yeah. Crap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she they are like arguing or whatever. And then Declan comes out and that, and it's, this one's like from Declan's point of view. So you don't get like the exact words, but I mean, that's, that's what I picked up on from, I mean, from Iris and his conversation Mm -hmm. after conversation after. Um, but so then Declan walks out and that's when he's like, tell your bitch to heal. And Iris is like the fuck and punches him. And then he says something else and then Declan like really punches him, but anyway not that big a deal um he takes Iris to the hospital then he blackmails his father and says i've got all this shit i'm not afraid to ruin my family's reputation for her very dramatic is this chapter 24 we're getting it we're we're entering chapter 24 okay so first date they go to dinner um where she knows that there's a reporter and she ha- she like pays the hostess to sit them right next to the reporter and they intentionally heavily 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 flirt um and iris is beginning to wonder if they can keep this up and keep pretending they're not interested in, tr- in each other my only note for chapter 24 was i made it because i thought we were done reading based on our initial plan <laughs> I'm dead. I'm dead. And then my first note for chapter 25 is I spoke too soon. <laughs> Can we publish your notes? You're hilarious. Oh my god. Is he literally I am so dead. Um, Okay, one sec. Oh, I will say in chapter 25, we get the line that you teased in the whatever summary you were reading when we initially chose this book. What was it? I'm not confused. I know exactly what I want. 
you. <laughs> yeah, that was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. But I was hoping when I read that line, I didn't think it was great, but I was also like, sometimes cheesy stuff in good context is works good when you say it out loud sometimes it just sounds cheesy silly but yeah. yeah but basically i felt like in chapter 24 or no i felt like what was happening in chapter 24 and chapter 25 declan randomly decides to stop fighting it and like go after her and like be bold mm-hmm. but i was like what changed though yeah he this just feels like, so random yeah it was very random there wasn't like she could have easily made there be like a pivotal moment where like iris does something that just like makes him be like, I'm obsessed with her. Yeah. Um, but there really isn't that moment. I mean, maybe the hospital. I could even see like, is it when they're going to their third date, when they're going to the botanical gardens and they like yeah. have a little bit of a deeper conversation. Yeah. I could see then maybe he flips a switch and is like, no, this person gets me. Like, I don't know. It was very, I agree. Yeah. That was not the right timing to just have completely switched right and he's super direct about it um and she rejects him in chapter 25 mm-hmm. and then this quote i was literally cackling she like rejects him hard mm-hmm. and then he's making his like backup plan or whatever basically like internally thinking like i'm not gonna give up and then he he goes i plan i act i conquer <laughs> <laughs> And then he gets himself off. And I was like, dude, that scene was so un like I'm so sorry. Like I love a a sexual like some sexy scene, some steamy scenes, some like I I can get behind that, but I a man jacking off is not is not hot to me. Especially in detail. It was in so much detail. I was like and it was such a 180 because there really had it. There had been so little mention of anything sexual other than like being attracted to the other. Yep. And then it was just all of a sudden like two pages of detailed description of him jacking off. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I agree. I was like, we haven't gotten any action in this book so far. We're now 200 40 ish pages in mm-hmm. no action we now get a two-page description of him jacking off what yeah it what? was it was so wild so wild it's so vivid and it was so unnecessary <laughs> but i will say i liked i st- was starting to like chapters 25 26 on just a smidgen better and that's when i texted you maybe my rating is going up to a three yeah because i do like like the Con- I like when men chase I guess like it gave it something yes. more interesting like he's chasing her and she's shutting down because she's scared okay well at least now his actions and his internal monologue are matching up right we have a clear right I love I think my favorite character is the driver <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he's the one who gave Declan the advice even though Declan's an asshole to him yeah gave him the advice to chase yeah and that's what he does um so they go on a couple other dates and learn about each other more and they go to a gala together and they dance all night and they go to the botanical gardens and he he takes her there claiming it's a fake date but uh i think like the sweetest thing like my 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 highlight of the book 
is the like the one words he uses from foreign languages yeah at first i hated it and then i got it and then i liked it and then i hated it again you hated it again it was just starting to be overdone i was like why is half this book in a different language it is a lot it is a lot Um, but so basically when he was younger he had a really hard time expressing his emotions and so his mom came up with this way for her to for him to be able to tell talk to her yeah where he says there's these other words that don't have direct english translations like it's not it's more of like a feeling that it describes rather than like a single word um and so he starts using those and he explains it to iris and it's really i think it's really sweet i thought that was really sweet too so that's when i was like oh that's actually a i i think that's really cute and i like that it's just that then towards the end of the book it started to get really overdone like we'll get there but they get in this huge fight and he's trying to get her back and he's just like texting her randomly like stratsviga like it's like (laughs) okay that means nothing in english i don't know what that means and it's like they go back and forth but yeah i liked that explanation and i think it's in that same chapter where she gives her explanation of she likes him and like he's meaningful to her because she goes into her learning disability and how she struggled with that and then how Declan gave her a chance to work for him and to be success successful when no one else would so I like that yeah yeah the scene when they're on their way to the botanical gardens is like as deep as we get yes which yes is, I think that's when that was maybe yeah and then that explains why there's a greenhouse on the cover of this book because that was really oh, confusing to me <laughs> I didn't even put that together yeah well, because she loves greenhouses the most. She's a crazy plant right, lady. Right, right. But up until this point, I was like, why are there, why are there plants all over this book? I, I did it. not even think about that. Yeah. Um, Can I just read the passage? Yeah. I want to strike a new deal. He reaches out and cups the back of my neck. Goosebumps spread across my skin. I'm not open to negotiating. He shrugs as he says, strictadonia. <laughs> That's what I mean about the words getting weird. <laughs> I'm impressed with you just going for it. Well, they they put the meaning at the bottom. Yes. Greek. The pleasure of being able to say to hell with it. But see how fitting that is? Yeah. 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 It's just when you read it, it comes off. Like I'm picturing someone doing that to me. And I'd be like, yeah. what? <laughs> yeah. Because she has yeah. no idea what he's saying. Yeah. But then after that moment, he kisses her. Um, for the first time, like for reals, like when they're not on one of their fake dates or whatever. And her internally, she's like loving it, but verbally she said no. So just want to say that. I really didn't write that down. I don't know what I was doing. (laughs) I mean, I don't blame you. My notes for the second half are very sparse. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like the gala was supposed to be like a pivotal thing, but to me, it it just wasn't. The most the thing that struck out to me most about the gala was um, she's like, Declan's bidding on whatever I want, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's, it's, oh, it's his POV. He's like, yeah, I'm buying whatever Iris wants. I spent $50 million. I'm like, $50, $50. million? Dollars? <laughs> auction what was he 
buying? That's what I need to know. know. If you're going to say he dropped $50 million just because she was like, I like all this stuff. What did he buy? But also like what? Like, I personally, as Iris, would be so uncomfortable. Like, is she just really like, ooh, Declan, I want this. I want that. Like, what? $50 million. I was like, this book is so absurd. (laughs) He's just going to say, oh, I dropped $50 million because she wanted stuff. It's crazy. Yeah. And I think in this chapter also, this is when I wrote, and we've said this before, but like every chapter is so repetitive. It literally was like, I want him. I can't do this. I have to have him. This marriage was a huge mistake. Like the last line of this chapter was, I might have made the biggest mistake of my life by marrying Declan. Fuck me. (laughs) Is that supposed to sound dramatic at this point? It's been 26 chapters since you got married. You've been saying that every single time. Like, like, stop saying it like it's some epiphany. It's just so annoying, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god yes i know i know oh my god okay sorry one more thing about the auction chapter later that night she goes to sleep and she's sleep talking and just says like a perfect sentence of like declan i want you like i yeah yeah that i wanted to just blow past that i hated that yeah it was so unrealistic yeah um yeah that was weird and then okay so i keep I just was going to blow past the the gala because it was just a pointless scene. But um, they go to the botanical gardens. He's telling her it's a date, but it's not really a fake date. It's a real date. Um, he brings her there because she loves flowers. They spend the day there. Um, he at, But she has like an inkling that it's it really is a fake date because he tells her he can't tell her who the target is. Yeah, so she thinks it's real. Yeah, so she thinks it's real, but she kind of, like, lets it go along. And basically at the end, they, you know, she calls him out on it. They banter a little, and then they kiss. And then the next chapter, they fuck. And then the next chapter. (laughs) Yeah. And then the next chapter. um, Do you have thoughts on that? I do, because, so after he takes her to the greenhouse and they come home, she's finally on board to hook up with him but then she starts initiating things and then he says to her you haven't earned the right to touch me yet what (laughs) what (laughs) i was so confused (laughs) and then he said to her if i had my way i'd have you wear an ankle monitor so i'd always know where you are what (laughs) what what's going on (laughs) I just love how you like just have like clung on to all of these sentences. Yeah. Just like they totally are absurd and I 100% agree with all of them. But I don't know. Like when I was reading Akatar, like I feel like I do the same thing. Like I'm like, oh my God, blah, 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 blah. But then when I was reading it now, I was just like, la, 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 la. This is what <laughs> happened. Write it down. Summary. Nothing really happened. This I'm like, nothing really happened. This chapter, like n- chapter 32, I literally wrote they fuck i'm i'm sorry i'm saying that it that way but they do and like that's literally all i wrote because i was like oh nothing to nothing to see here and you're like no 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 this line this line because that was crazy no i I totally wear an ankle monitor so i'd always know where you are and she's just like oh i'm like what but i feel like it just doesn't phase me because they just say like the most outlandish shit the entire book like yeah he's mean 
he is yeah. genuinely mean yeah i think they are almost trying to make him like christian gray like 50 shades of gray like the main guy yeah but he's some. not mean he's like he tries to be mean kind of in the first movie i, uh, I think but like i don't know i don't know it's just crazy i did write for chapters 33 to 36 i only have two notes and one of them is yawn <laughs> um but after they hook up and they're just kind of like going about their lives my main question was don't they need to like dtr since dtr like to find the relationship i know they're technically married but like they don't ever talk about oh about what's going on they just start hooking up kind of um okay what i felt weird about is that right after they hook up so they're hooking up because they're into each other yeah right right after that so he wears a condom and then right after that she's like should you have maybe not worn a condom like don't we need to have a kid yeah and i'm like why are you acting like that is so chill and then he like honestly rightfully so gets like mad that she just said that like he was gonna just like impregnate her right then <laughs> like <laughs> yeah like it's just so strange yeah um i thought that was my weirdest part about the whole hooking up was just that right after she was like you just started liking him and she was immediately like should we maybe not wear condoms? Yeah. I'm like, bro, what? <laughs> okay, let's get to the part where they go to Dreamland because one of my favorite parts happens here. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Well, first off, before that, so. Declan then um so they after they get an argument about the pregnancy thing <laughs> yeah. um he goes and talks to Cal who suggests why don't you just go home and tell her how you feel <laughs> um so he does and basically tells her that he's falling in love with her and thinks he has been for years and at first she's hesitant to give him a chance due to their rocky history and her rocky dating history um but then she decides say screw it let's do it let's be in a relationship yeah but she does not say i love you she does not she does not um so then the next morning declan gets an email from tokyo guy um that he's out of the deal because their values do not align and he's like shit clearly mm -hmm. my father spoke to him yep um so iris is like no big deal gotta plan family trip to dreamland that's what's called, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, to show him the family man that Declan truly is. Yeah. Um, and then they have sex in the office, which is where he clicks the button to lock the door. And then they have sex in the office. And literally someone is knocking at the door like, I'm ready for our meeting. And he's like, hold. And makes makes Iris yell, hold on for five minutes. Ugh. Gross. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. So, um, so then they go to dreamland and it's Iris's first time, um, there. So she's very excited and giddy. He realizes it's, a, it's her first time. So he's like, well, why don't we take the day off so you can explore? We have, they got there early. So they have multiple days to prepare for Tokyo man to get be there. Um, and she's like, oh my God, yay. Um, 
that night they have sex again and intentionally without a condom and he tells iris that he will happily give her all the kids she wants and then they have sex so they basically just decided in that moment to make a baby yep very strange um there was a moment like so then later that night they had sex again (laughs) and i didn't think i didn't think it was kind of sweet because it it was like a more romantic version Mm -hmm. and like as they're having sex he like said i love you over and over again but in all different languages (laughs) and it was cute Izzy's like giving it to me, but she's like, nah. I liked it. Um, I didn't write that I hate it, so okay. I probably <laughs> sure. you're like, this is fine. Yeah. <laughs> um I just think that I love you. Like he was just saying, not even the sex part, like he was just saying I love you in all these different languages, and she had no idea that he was telling mm. her. He oh loved yeah, her, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's cute. But anyway, any thoughts? No. Um, my next note is on the next part where Mr. Tokyo comes early. Okay. Yeah. So, um, where am I now? I just scrolled up. So, so, okay. So the next day they explore dreamland and then while they're doing that, Zara, which is his basically sister-in-law, um, wants to take her to their gardens because they're preparing for like a flower festival or something Yeah. the next day. And so he's like, okay, you can have another day off. And I'm like, she just can't be the assistant anymore. No. <laughs> she can't. Obviously. So, uh, so she takes the next day off again. And that morning, so she's gone. And Declan gets the call that morning uh, that Mr. Tokyo is there like three days early with Declan's dad. And Declan's like, fuck i need iris um so he goes and tries to handle the situation himself this is where i have a note without iris yes okay this is where i have a note so this part actually i thought was so funny so the point of that day was like declan was showing mr tokyo around and to show him that like dreamland's about the family i'm about the family i'm a wholesome guy the dad's there and they're kind of like competing over who can like get mr tokyo's attention Mm -hmm. and you know steal the deal because the dad's trying to hang on to his ceo position and what sent declan over the edge was they were on the tour and where he was like i need iris was they were on the tour and the dad showed mr tokyo his a hidden tower in the princess castle (laughs) (laughs) i'm actually wheezing at the part where they're acting like the dad's showing mr whatever his name is a hidden tower in a princess castle is going to get their dad a multi-billion dollar business deal. <laughs> like Declan freaks out, yells at his brother. He's like, I need Iris here, blah, blah, blah. It was crazy. Yeah, it was. It truly was. It also is just like, maybe this is how business works like in other foreign countries. But like, it's just not. <laughs> it's it's simply not. It was the phrase I knew once Mr. Whatever ha- saw the hidden tower in the princess castle. It was over for me. I was like, I can't take this. Was this a comedy? Was this supposed to be a comedy? Like, I just, that is it's insane. like a slapstick. Uh, 
Yeah, pretty pretty wild. Um, so Iris comes, but she's like unable to really do anything. Like they love her, but it it, it made it didn't do anything. And and then Declan finds out that the reason his or his dad tells him that the reason he knew that they were going to Dreamland was because it was in his out of office message. And so he's like, fucking Iris. Not the automatic email. I, she oh, put no. my location in my in my email message. Are you kidding me? And basically, I mean, he says some mean shit. Like, I would not get past that. No. All the things that he said. Should I try to find what it was? Basically tells her that she's a failure. Which yeah. Which he knows was her biggest fear. Yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah, so she ends up, she leaves upset, um, and she goes to the hotel, and she packs up her stuff and gets on the private jet and leaves um, yeah. without telling Declan. Um, so then, so Declan doesn't go after her. He doesn't obviously know she left ba- to go back to Chicago, but he doesn't go after her because he's like, she would want me to solidify this deal, even though her advice was let it go for the day and resume tomorrow. Um, so he stays and keeps pushing, keeps pushing and battling with his father all for the end of the day, or maybe it was the next day. Um, Mr. Tokyo tells Declan that he is declining the deal after seeing how him and his father act. He doesn't think Declan is ready, but he gives him the advice from quote unquote, one CEO to a future one that is you're only as strong as your biggest fear. So you must face them head on. Yep. Declan realizes his biggest fear is becoming his father. So he says, fuck it. I'm focusing on my family and not fighting his father anymore. And he goes after Iris. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Him going after Iris gave me the ick because he kept saying stuff like, so she was staying at Cal's house Mm-hmm. And was refusing to see him when he got home. Mm-hmm. And he keeps saying different versions of, I won't allow her to sleep somewhere else. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. That right up there with ankle monitor. <laughs> Red flag. I didn't like it. I really didn't like it. I didn't like the chapters where he was. I was like, give her some space. There's nothing worse than when you need space and someone is refusing to give you space. Mm-hmm. So I didn't like that. Um, and then the last few chapters where he was making it up to her were um, fine. A tad dramatic. She was, she started to be a tad dramatic, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then. I mean, ultimately, to sum it up, he is, you know, texting her. He's sending pictures of her empty desk and saying. She quit. Yeah, she quit. Um, so she. He's sending pictures of her empty desk saying, I miss you, the the placemat at the table, like all the things. She never texts him back. And then finally, he gets Cal to buy in and help him. And Cal, you know, asks Iris to go for a run and errand with him. And he drops her off in some, like, random place. And Declan shows up in a white minivan because previously she had said she wants a whole minivan full of kids. And a white fluffy dog, because when she had first moved in, she had said that 
just to piss him off i don't think she even actually wanted a dog but yeah that she wanted a big white fluffy dog that had um attachment issues and never left her alone or something yeah and that there was something oh oh when they got engaged and people asked them how they got engaged he said she said in a rainstorm in his tom ford suit <laughs> so then he so he got the white minivan he got the white fluffy dog and then storm the sky broke up and there was a storm and he proposed to her in a tom ford suit yep and then the last piece was he takes her to their new house which is like a little more homey and it has a greenhouse in the backyard yep so i wrote wee bit too much <laughs> new car dog new house greenhouse and a proposal in like two paragraphs yeah it's a lot yeah but Especially my and she hasn't talked to him in weeks right right it's like love bombing i think yeah. that's a term yeah um my last note of this book is happy for them still a two out of ten yeah what kills me i said this before we started but what kills me is that there's then an epilogue and then an extended epilogue the way i thought i was done and then i thought i was done again and i had to read more i refused to take notes on that part i was like no the book is over it is it's like they oh sorry i hit my mic but it's like they have kids and the Tokyo deal ends up eventually happening like five years later. Yeah. Everything just works out perfectly. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Um, I just want to clarify that I know I probably came off like a book snob. I'm not. I'm really, really not. Like <laughs> I have you ever heard me like complain about a writing style about Akatar or whatever? Like, no, I don't. I will happily read trashy books. I like a steamy book as much as the next girl. This book is just bad. It's just bad. And that's it. You know what? I was thinking like, I was like, man, like this book is really bad, but I feel like it's not, I was like, it's definitely worse than the proposal, which I talked about, which I said had a lot of typos and was like really cheesy. And I think I honestly should have ranked that one lower and probably this one lower, but I still think this one is below the proposal even though they're similar in cheesiness and dramaticness oh really why because one the proposal's shorter that helps yeah because it so it doesn't drag on this like crazy this for I so long genuinely felt like the length was just so you're forced to get invested into the characters yeah because you've been reading for, about them for 400 pages and it didn't even really work yeah and then um and then also the character the guy is like likable yeah like he i i didn't i mean they're like just like cheesy characters but he's not like he doesn't say like these atrocious things yeah so pretty pretty interesting so i would genuinely love to hear from someone who enjoyed this book dm to discuss i would like to hear i would like to hear if you liked it and why I also I'm open apologies. To I'm I feel kind of bad because Lauren Asher is a person, and we just like probably talked for like forty minutes about how shitty her book is. So I think she's okay. She has a four point two rating on Goodreads. We're just that's true. One voice among many. You're right, and you're we're the right. minority. <laughs> Wait, I'm dead. The first frag 
fragment of this sentence of, of the about the author is plagued with an overactive imagination. Okay. <laughs> I'm so dead. Okay, Lauren Asher. Okay. I feel less bad now. Maybe we won't use the TikTok filter to pick our next book. No. TikTok has burned us. And there's too many good books out there to be reading you know 492 pages. I have a better idea. Of this. Well, I have, we could just, I keep hitting my mic. I'm so sorry, everyone. But, um, so we, two options. We could just pick one because I did just buy a million books that need mm-hmm. to read. We are going to do an episode on Verity. Yeah. But, or another option, we could like pick a genre and then go into like the top 10 ones on Goodreads and yeah. put them in a hat and then just pick one. Yeah, that's better. I no longer trust TikTok. Um, I did see, um, I'm really into, you know, Jasmine Tukes, ex-Victoria's Secret model. No. Um, she is very like Sof- Sophia Richie style. I'm really, mm. I just really like her style. So I follow her on Instagram and she posted a picture with her husband and um, someone I saw in the comments, someone was like, Iris and Declan. I was like, what? Anyway. Wait, let me, I want to look this up. There's this one. And look at the comments still here. Oh. I mean, kind of. Not what I pictured, but... Me either. She's supposed to have braids. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, I just liked it. It's okay. Oh, she's... Yeah, she's famous. It's fine. <laughs> okay. Um. Anyway, this feels like a good time to end this episode. Yeah. <laughs> We're just rambling on now, and I'm... But I hope tired. you guys enjoyed this bonus episode. Something different. New book. Don't read it. <laughs> honestly now you can just really trust our opinions yeah no we, we kind of came on here been fake we definitely weren't fake <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah thanks everyone for listening um we're gonna be doing this more with other books but again we're gonna vet them more first so we don't have to read Trash. books that we hate but although it was kind of fun to have strong reactions still yeah at least. it wasn't yeah. in, in the middle book. i don't i don't think it was for the episode's sake, I don't think it was no, a waste. For sure. So follow us on Instagram at Gals on Topic. Follow us on TikTok at Gals on Topic. Subscribe, follow on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star review. And we'll see you next episode. Back to A Court of Mist and Fury. Can't wait. Bye, guys. Bye.